Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, the next stop on this crazy train is Hales Corners, Wisconsin. So get your ticket punched, get a nice seat, and enjoy the next hour with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Ryan Horvath is on the boards today. Uh, 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to join us. If here. not... That's okay. Yeah, that's you okay. You can sit and chill. We want to thank all our listeners. Yeah. I know I a lot of people that uh, don't even fish are tuning in as they're chilling out, rubbing mm-hmm. their eyes, drinking their coffee, and mm-hmm. uh, thanks for listening. want to thank, uh, thank the men in blue out there working uh, mm-hmm. tirelessly to protect us. And we, women. And women yeah. protecting mm-hmm. us during the holiday uh, weekend. Uh, we support the firefighters as well, all the first responders mm-hmm. that are out there risking their necks. We support you. Mm-hmm. You betcha. And I promise not to speed when I drive home as well. <laughs> you know what? I, oh, speaking of that, Danny, you know, they got all this construction on uh, Highway uh, 894. You God know. have mercy. I can't keep yeah. straight. Okay. They got all this construction. I, I always get blocked by something. Well, there's 50-mile-an-hour speed limit signs, first of all. There ain't a person out there going 50. And it's it's three, all about 65. And three lanes open. Yeah, it's like 65, you know, maybe more. I mean, nobody's going 50. The other thing, just like you said, uh, last year you brought it up. It was one of your pet peeves. A couple years ago. Yeah, when, when you I went said, to, yeah. yeah, when you said they got the men working signs out, but there's no barrels, there's no men working. Why is the speed limit lower? You know? There's three lanes <laughs> open. At least in Florida, they had the common sense. To change the signs, so like they had, uh, I was going from Sarasota north and then came back again. And they had construction going on, but where the men were actually working, they had it at the 60 maybe, I think. And then where they weren't working, it was the 70. Okay, but they they differentiated. Whereas here in Wisconsin, we put 50 from the start of the project. To the end of the project, whether there's three barrels, men working, three lanes open, one lane open, it's 50 the whole way. Yeah, it, the whole way, And yeah. it doesn't make sense because they don't want to change the goddamn sign and, and you know, every, based on the conditions. Yeah. So that's why everybody yeah, ignores no. it. And if you try yeah. and drive the limit, oh, you'll, be, oh. you'll have the whole road pissed off at you. Yeah, exactly. They all yeah. come in like a wolf pack swooping yeah. in from behind. Yeah, and every time, ever since you mentioned that, I, I, I always find it humorous. I'll see a sign, men working... 
There's nobody working. There's no machinery. There's no barrels. There's no nothing. Who is working? Where are these workers? Fines <laughs> double. <laughs> or sometimes the barrels might be off to the side. But still, there's no nothing really. You know what's really getting torn up here is Highway 100 here in Hales Corners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From uh, hi, uh, from I-43 down to uh, uh, Janesville Road, they tore that whole thing up, Highway 100 there, and putting in new stuff. But the good news is, is that if you're coming from downtown going westbound on 94, you can now go south on 894 from there. Before That was closed for three years. It's all open now. Wow. Yeah, you can take it. And uh, going southbound on eight on Highway 45 before you get to 894, yeah, it's after 894. Uh, I mean, after I uh, after I 94 going southbound on 894. That's three lanes now. That used to be just two. It does narrow down to two lanes from 45 to 894. It narrows down to two, but then it opens up to three. So and which for a long time that was only two lanes, and that was a nightmare. But now that's opened up to three now. So, so any, you know. so maybe we'll start a special segment where where people can listen to us and we'll explain all the lane closures and stuff and stuff like that. What part of town do you come from, Ryan? West Dallas? From West Dallas? Okay. I, I take different routes every every day, pretty much, because the construction is just ridiculous. Oh yeah, you got a lot down there too, eh? And it's a pain, especially if you want to get into a gas station or get a quick bite to eat. And everything is just ripped up, so you have to yep. drive completely. You got to drive like a mile out of your way just to whip it around and pull a U-turn yep. to get into the gas station. Yep, yep. When I go to a gas station, I'll normally go to one that's on the right-hand side, so I don't have to try and go back. Across. So like, that's what I try to do too. I yeah. always try and go on the right. Right. Uh, quick trips are wonderful, nice places. I, you know, they've got a class place, but I sometimes will avoid the quick trips because they're too go- too doggone busy. You pull yeah, in. They usually I, are busy, I don't yeah. like pulling in like I'm trying to pull into Lambeau Field parking lot with cars coming, yeah. going, trucks. You want to see a busy place. Pull in, pull in during sodbuster hour, construction worker, knuckle drager hour at a quick trip first thing in the morning at around six in the morning yep. when they're all coming in for their coffee and donuts and this and that. It's a, it's crazy. All of a sudden, boom, boom, trucks pulling in. It's Yeah. Yeah, I find the quiet little place down the road. I don't like the traffic. Yeah, go to the quiet. That's what I try to do, too, because like you said, I mean, especially with the morning commuter, the morning guys in there, everybody's got to get their smokes, their coffee, their donuts. Before you know it, you're late to work. Nothing worse than getting caught behind Mm. somebody buying smokes and lottery tickets. I've talked about this before. You'll be in a hurry. You'll be in a rush. All you want is one quick cup of coffee. You get, you got to get it and yep. go, and you'll get to be stuck behind a little old lady or old man <laughs> who who happens to be buying lottery tickets and smokes. And they're also giving uh, like 10 of them for them to check to see if they want And anything. you never see them just buying <laughs> one. They always buy both together. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. when they have the numbers. I'll take 47, and they start and, going into all and, these numbers, and you're looking at your watch, uh, and you're like, oh, man, come on. Come on. Now. I just want some of those. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get a Pepsi and some gas. Oh, then the wow. guy getting the smokes, you know, he's looking up there. No, not those. The ones over to the right. Yeah, not he, the, the now, lights. Now, the, the, the menthol. Yeah, the, the smokes that they stopped making 10 years ago. Now, me, I'm very calm because I'm a very tolerant person. No, you're and not. And I'm very calm standing You're one of those guys sitting there getting grumpier and grumpier by the minute. I'm very calm. Remember, Got the more Bible says love is patient, love is kind. That goes through my mind when I'm getting impatient, standing behind someone in line, 
Okay. Oh, what yeah, am I going to be? In a hurry yeah, till my death? That, I mean, I'm not. I'm not in a hurry. You know, it's funny. Uh, years ago, when I was in uh, certain businesses of the fishing world, I used to have to talk to people from down south, and it was so funny because at that time you were paying for long distance phone calls back when you know back in the day, right? And you'd call this person from deep south Georgia, or you know, someplace or wherever down south. And they would talk so slow, you know. Things, it, it just every the whole pace was slow, and it's like, and, you, you, and you want to say, "Come on, hurry up!" I, this is long distance; it's costing me so much money a minute. Yep. <laughs> you know, come yep. on, hurry up! But they just take everything slow. And all my trips down south, too, in, in most areas, it's all slower. I mean, they're, they're a little more well, patient, the worst though, is, easier. It going. can be northern people. The worst is people yeah. that when you talk to them on the phone, they go on and on. And on my brother Tom is like that down in Florida. When I do talk, oh my! And then there's other people too. They go on and on, and I I get my ADHD kicks, and I'm like, okay, well, it's been nice. To, and <laughs> right. they talk, keep going on something, and, and it's like, do it's like, okay, it's eight o'clock at night. I'd like to watch a movie and eat some popcorn now, but I got to return a call to so and so. And if I look and go, I ain't calling so and so right now because I'll be stuck. My right elbow will be sore from yeah. holding the phone up to my. Here. Yeah, they go on and on. Oh, I, I hate long-winded talkers. Do you ever do the move oh. where you just take the phone away from your ear and they keep going and I going and going it. and go you're watching? fridge, crack another beer, come back. <laughs> Problem is, they keep talking. I do that with my mother and oh, she'll no. ask a question. Well, she better not be listening. Is there a pop Actually, quiz? She, she's on her way up here from Illinois today, so she might be listening. Oh, and but she knows this. She and then she'll, she she'll say, this? she'll say, well, your cousin Kristen's having her baby shower on this day. I know it's all women, but do you want to go or something? And I'll be like, yep. Sounds great. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Then that day rolls around, and she's like, are you ready? Ready for what? Ready for and then I'm what? stuck sitting with a bunch of women <laughs> watching them open up toiletries and oh, no. all the weird things that you get at a baby shower or wedding shower or whatever. So well, I have to be really thing. you have to be really careful. I have a buddy that moved to Florida, though, and uh, he calls me like every week and wants to talk for two hours. And we're guys, so why do guys want to talk on the phone for two hours? You're not talking about feelings. And he just brags <laughs> about what he does for a living and how great it is out there. And I'm like, if it's so great, why aren't you on the beach right now? Why are you sitting on the phone with me? Yeah. I have nothing new going on in <laughs> right. my life. I have a four-year-old that drew on the wall. Yeah, well, it's a bunch of big women <laughs> wearing parkas. Yeah. If, if, he calls, if he calls you again, you can say, hey, I'm producing the cutting edge outdoors. <laughs> hey. Tell him to tune in down there. Maybe he's into fishing. He can and call talk about fishing. Yes, so, we could do that. Yeah, talk so about anyway, yes. here's what I was going to talk to yeah. about, Tom. As far as yeah. rods, rods, fishing rods. Yeah. Now, I, I've been, you know, in fact, I, I recently bought a, a, a new rod. It's one of the Schwarzonker rods. A what? S-V-A-R-T-Z-O-N-K-E-R. -E Schwarzonker. It's Swedish, man. Swedish. And I'm doing some, some recon work on some rods. Yeah. Because, you know, to get a good heavy-duty rod can be $300 now. Oh, yeah. Throwing a big ball. They've got a rod. It's called the, uh, he's got an all-purpose and a heavy-duty. It's a nine-foot-one rod. Mm-hmm. And it'll handle up baits up to 16 ounces. Okay. And you can order these rods online, and they, they retail for like 149 bucks, which mm -hmm. is a pretty good price yeah. compared to some people paying $300 for their tiger shark musky rods. Or more. So, so I got a 9-foot 1, and he says it should handle everything up to 16 ounce. So I'm, I'm going to be trying it out. They shipped it. You get it within two days. And I'm going to try it. And it, it's rated up to 16 ounces. And then I was looking at some of my other rods. I got a Fenwick, which says big bait rod, which is rated to 12 ounces, 4 to 12 ounces. 
And then I got an old fig rig rod that was a heavy rod that said two to eight ounces. Mm -hmm. And I was out on the pier testing with some heavy bulldogs and stuff, just kind of feeling the weight. Mm -hmm. And you realize that old fig rig that's rated two to eight ounces handles that big heavy bait as good as the big the big bait rod that's supposedly weighted rated for, for twelve ounces. Yeah. And then I've I've ordered rods in the past where I, I ordered a spinning rod that was rated one to four ounces. And it's just an ugly stick, and I was going to use that for musky fishing, but it's, I guess it's fiberglass, but it's still really wimpy. And then I got a Pen Battalion, which I'd highly recommend, a Pen Battalion spinning rod and reel. It's in one of those inshore, offshore rods, you know, I guess for down, down on the ocean or whatever, but for musky fishing, it's the best. I got a seven and a half foot fiberglass rated one to four ounces that's got way more backbone than that ugly stick rated one to four ounces so my question to you tom is how do they rate these things as far as ounces <laughs> and what you know because it doesn't seem to always match up with the actual performance of the rod perfect answer okay. i don't know you don't know i don't know how they do that I mean, maybe I mean you would think that maybe there was a machine, you know, like that they got those automatic golf swing machines yep. to test balls out. You know, they keep hitting ball after ball after ball, or to test different clubs out. I I I don't know what they use for rods and reels. Now, How do you know, they determine what yeah, weight that it can handle? Right, right. Now I'm sure they do have some type of machine that will put a bend to it. You right. know, and and they have a measuring. Device on You know who we should ask that? We should uh, get a hold of somebody from St. Croix Rods because they're right here in the state. And ask they, them, how do you rank? Yeah, how, how do, do you rate those rods to be so many ounces? How how effectively it can cast it or how heavy it does or doesn't feel yeah. when you are got that 16-ounce yeah. bulldog hanging yeah. on the end of your rod? Yeah, let's go to a break real quick. And when we come back— Call that St. Croix guy, Ryan, yeah, while, you're, we're, while we're on I'll do break. that. Yeah, I'll do that. Get right on there. We're, we're <laughs> going to get more into rods, but another guy to, to talk to— we're, I'm going to get you a phone number during the break, Ryan. Sean Gillis is a custom rod builder, and maybe Sean would know. He can maybe we'll give try us to a give Lake Sean Michigan a call. report. Yeah, we'll check with him, too. But And if you got any, uh, if you got some input, folks, on this— 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Yeah. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Ah, well, I remember yeah. these tunes pounding through my Pioneer speakers in the back window of the car with all the little carpet, the shade carpet cut out. Did you ever do that, Tom? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> uh, we now have on the line Sean Gillis from Fish Addiction, a longtime friend of the show. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, you doing? Am I glad you're around this morning? Yeah, are it was you, Tom's you... idea to wake you up and call you, Sean. Yeah. We should have given uh, you a heads up. Oh, I knew you he were up. Right away, Tom. No, you're up a long time by, by now. You, yep. you you submariners are up early. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> well, well, people don't realize that you were a submariner. You That's know, true. Or... I, I stay on the other side of the water now. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why we wanted to call you, because I know you build custom rods, 
and Danny and I have been talking about fishing rods, and I said, you know, the guy who could throw shed some light on this is a guy who really knows rods. He builds custom rods, and that's Sean Gillis from well, Fish this, Addiction. This being the question. Uh, yeah, here we go. We'll clarify what this means. I was asking, I get different rods, and one musky rod says rated 2 to 8 ounces, one says 4 to 12, yet what? it doesn't but yet maybe the 2 to 8 ounce seems to handle the bigger baits just better than the 4 to 12 ounce. And I was wondering, how do they do the, the lure weight rating for rods? Um, basically what they do is they figure out how much load the rod can take, and then they come back and take about, I think it's 50% of that, and then they figure out um, that's, that's pretty much the, the rating for the rod. Some of them weight it um, for uh, the pounds of fish that you're going to bring in, like a 30-pound rod or a 50-pound rod or whatever. And musky baits, just because they're big and bulky, do them on the ounce weight size. That way people can look at that and say, well, I can throw a grandma bait or I can throw a bucktail or whatever. Okay, so actually if it says it's rated for uh, six, up to 16 ounces, uh, technically they, that's basically half of what the rod might break at, at uh, or a percentage or less than half, something like that? It's, it's half of what will cause fatigue in the blank, in the rod blank. Okay. I was watching Sean building some rods. We did a TV show when you were building rods. And it was so interesting to know that all those rods didn't bend the same. You know, when you spun, turned them a little bit and bent them, they all have that, what do you call that, a certain point where they... Uh, There's a a dominant spine and a submissive spine. Rigger, rigger, hold on. Fish on. (laughs) They're out on the lake. I was going to ask you, how's... Here you go. How's yeah, the lake? clients out catching fish right now. Oh. Hey. Hey, if, if you gotta if you gotta go, just go. Okay. No, that's fine. I got I got a first mate here helping me out. So I'll I'll drive and talk to you guys while they're reeling in this thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's a dominant spine and a submissive spine? Right. They're each 180 degrees out from each other. The dominant spine, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at this, is facing the fisherman. So no matter if you have a spinning rod or a casting rod, the dominant spine is always facing the fisherman. That's uh-huh. kind of the backbone of the rod. Okay. Well, listen. And if you have if yeah. you have it off the off the spine, or if you have it cocked a little one way or the other when you build the rod, it will fail. So. Okay. Now, now you are also a guide on Lake Michigan. You're a charter captain out there. Uh, if they uh, if they just go to Fish Addiction, addiction uh, they'll they'll find it. They'll Fish find you. Fishaddiction.net. Dot net. Okay. You got it fishaddiction.net, and then they can always contact you, whether it be about rods or Lake Michigan fishing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, and there's no better way to beat the heat than be out here and catching fish. Uh, Is it a little cooler out on the lake this morning? It's a little bit cooler. I think our surface water is at 61 degrees, and, uh, yeah, we're we're having a good time. We're catching some good fish. What are you catching? Uh, We've got a 22-pound lake trout in the box. We've got a 15-pound king. And we got a few more Lakers, and we lost a few cohos already. Wow. Hey. Well, Sean, I'll be giving you a call after the show. I might be taking my little boat out there in the next week or two. I'll give you a call if you don't mind for a report. Sounds good. Okay, I'll buddy. Get info. All, All right. right. Thanks, thanks yep. Sean. Care, Sean. Appreciate Bye. it. That was Sean Gillis from fishaddiction.net. Uh, yeah, he's a custom rod builder, and he also guides on the, the big pond. And one of the things that he does, too, is he's, he's he doesn't have one of the – one of those massive boats where at least he didn't okay and he would show people how to rig up their boats let's say you got a 17 18 foot boat that you want to rig up for lake michigan fishing he 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 takes you out in his boat and he shows you how to how to do everything in a little bit smaller boat instead of being in one of those 30 40 
footers, right. you know. <laughs> so do you still have that phone number, Ryan? I could use that of Sean Gillis. You still? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it. You got that piece of paper? Because what I'm going to yep. do is I'm going to turn this over to Dan. And because then he can call him and get, I know, I know, why, I Dan, I know why Danny wants to call him. You know why? I know he wants to get info. He wants to get info on the lake. Yeah. Well, What's he using? Where's like, he using but it? It's yep. not like, yep. like, training, yeah, that's not it? like him trying to pump people <laughs> for their secret little inland yep. leg spots. Well, here, hey, uh, we got to mention. He talked about Pike Lake today. Yeah. Yes, you are. Because normally, you know, you know, it's a say, smaller People lake. listen to the show for information, Tom. Yeah, well, they got We're here to dispense information. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, by the way, you know, who's listening to the show right now was one of our former producers, Billy Schmid. And it's not Schmidt. It's, there's a D at the end. <laughs> it's Billy Schmidt. And, uh, you know, it's funny. He is really getting, you know, really growing in this company here, yeah. you know, in the sports. And I didn't, you know, I never realized how much he knew about sports. He does. He knows a lot about that stuff. And that's why he's, they got him on all these other shows. But come on, let's face it. He giggles like a girl. <laughs> has he always has he had the laugh even when he was uh, when he was producing you know, the show? You know, I don't remember him giggling Why like that. Why are you saying he giggled? You know, he it's bad enough that you used to insult him because of his weight. It's bad well, enough that, Danny. that you used to Danny. call him. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Yeah, I you, feel very you. bad for that, but I yeah. hear the Weight Shame Watchers is working good for him. Do you guys so. got any good stories? <laughs> no, not really. Billy was all business. Was you he? Know? Yeah, he was all business. That's what they here. say about him. He's and, he's really buttoned up. Yeah, he's all business. Took care of the the board, great. You know, and took care of you know callers, fine, and and took get, kept Bushy on his p's and q's. Yeah, he, he, for <laughs> alignment, he was pretty good. You know, yeah. he still had those, <laughs> he still still had those socks that came down his big calves down to his ankles <laughs> like a typical <laughs> moderate lineman type guy. But other than that. Oh yeah, well we he's pretty we, nimble back behind the board. We like we like Billy Schmidt. <laughs> you can ask him to pull he's, and block, but yeah, he's a good guy. We yep. we've had a number of uh, really good producers over the yeah, years. We're glad yeah, to have you, know. you here with yeah. us, Ryan. And Ryan, we're you glad you're here. Learn a lot here. about fishing. Yeah, do you fish? Yes, I do. You do. Yes. Now well, I that, know. Now I know your hidden spot too. So now I'm really, now I'm really gonna be. It's not really going. hidden. That's really not hidden. I got <laughs> other spots that rather, I ain't rather, saying. Rather, that rather. I ain't but, saying. But now you're a cousin of John Gillespie, right? Yes. Yeah, you're, John Gillespie's your cousin. Now has John Gillespie ever taken you fishing? No, he hasn't. Here, actually. You're a well, relative of that guy. You gotta pay to be a sponsor, dude. He takes me fishing every day on television. Yeah, yeah, but but he doesn't take. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to give John a call and ask him, hey, what's going on here? You know, no, take Ryan, take Ryan out fishing. No way, someday. man. He's uh, John's got he, all the hot he spots. Got to be a highly paid sponsor in order to. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think he might get you out there and take you out fishing. Now, why now don't you, you said, take him fishing? All right, I'll take you fishing. There that sounds go. good. Perfect. You, you, have a, you don't you have even have boat? to pay Tom. No, a, I don't have a boat. Well, That's the problem. He then we're gonna go either. fish off the dock at Smokey's Musky Shopping. Uh, well, <laughs> you just got chiseled out of. I was uh, in Iowa before I came here. Yeah. Doing some morning radio and doing some middays, and uh, for a couple months I went to. Have you ever heard of Okaboji? Yes. 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 Yeah, I went there for a couple months uh, when I finished up work, and I spent about a month there, actually, a month and a half before I... I was in between jobs. I was yeah. leaving there, and I knew I was coming back here, so I kind of used it as an extended vacation, yeah. and okay. that's a great place to fish. Yeah. What uh, What? What species were you... What kind of fish were you fishing for, it's, mostly? It's, it's all over. I mean, I would love to catch some bass, but, I mean... They it, got a lot of walleye out there. They got a lot of walleye yeah. out walleye? there. A lot of walleye. A lot of walleye. Yeah. yeah. And pike. That's what it's noted there? for. Yeah, there's, there's some, some pike. pike. Yeah, yeah there's, there's pike. There's some pike as well. The the problem is, is I didn't have a boat, 
And uh, I didn't really know anybody with a boat because mm. everybody that I was working with was younger. It's mm. more the older established uh, gentlemen, obviously, with the boats. So mm. you could go on like the cruise, but you're spending, no, uh, you, you know, you're spending like 85, 90 bucks to go on like the fishing expedition cruise yeah, yeah. just to have somebody take you out all day on yeah. the boat. Oh, you mean for a guide job? For a guide, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah. more than that. A, a, almost a fishing yeah. guide. Most of us high paid guides charge, charge I was gonna a lot say, more. Yeah. That was actually cutting a deal. Like if you went on like Wednesdays or something like oh, that. Yeah, cut, we'll catch them on a Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a special <laughs> waterfront Wednesday well, special. Here we go. Now, yeah, it's now, happy hour. Yeah. You're married and you have, you have a, a child, right? Yeah, he's four years old. Okay, hey, that's now, perfect. And pretty age soon you're gonna be taking him out. Maybe you know. Yeah, he has a pole. He, yeah, he, he's ready. Yeah, he likes to fish. Actually, yeah. I mean, he's got. He he doesn't really like to sit still, but he actually does like to fish, and he'll sit there. Yeah, and uh, for a while. Yeah, he's pretty patient. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's real good. patient, that's good. and others. Ooh. Others. My granddaughter, very patient. She'll sit there, yeah. quiet, no problem. She'll eat her snacks, talk, but she'll watch that bobber. But the little grandson, yeah, he's all over the place. You yeah, know? <laughs> he's got to touch everything and move everything so and I go think... try to pick, you know. Bugs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's ruining America, the video games, there is a good positive idea I just had is anytime anyone wants to bring kids on the boat, I'm going to tell them, make sure they bring their phone so they can play their video games. That'll keep the little guys and girls occupied while you're waiting to catch a fish. I thought you were going to say, tell them they can bring their phone, but then when they get in the boat, they got to turn it off. No! (laughs) Why do you want them going crazy, Tom? Especially if you're, like, trolling or still Yeah, I know. I mean, if they're they're active and casting, but even then they get... And then always, tangles and oh, Danny. You know what I always thought would be great when, when you're trolling. When you're fishing. trolling, you, you have like a TV monitor and and or one of those uh, iPad things or whatever the hell they are, and and you can watch a movie while you're trolling. Oh yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on that and see hey, if look, I can install yeah. that. We got to go to a break, folks. We'll be right back. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. This is the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you on two stations, 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. I should check the emails. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoor, 799-1250, if you have a fishing report. And to, while Tom checks our oh here here you want to hear an email, email from Dennis from Dennis I'm hey not thanks gonna... for that brook trout one who whoever sent us that, that was one. Joe those I'm were gonna, some cool pictures I'm going to email that to you so that if you want to get in touch with them you can okay? yeah good idea all right here's one from Dennis I don't want to say who last names or anything it says Tommy I agree with you regarding the repopulation of wolves on Isle Royale the Natural Park Service is spending two million to bring twenty to thirty wolves to the island over the next several years. Comes out to $66,666 per, per wolf if they transfer 30 wolves to the island. What a waste of money. Have a great day. Thank you, Dennis. You have a great day, too. $2 million, $66,000 a, a wolf. wolf. I mean... Hey, those federal employees are high-priced, you know. They're, I mean, how <laughs> they much... They got big salaries. They got to pay the guy that's hitting them with the 
with the dart. They got to pay the vet to monitor them. Yeah. They got to pay the transportation. Do they, they gotta, do that by helicopter, maybe? I mean, these are I the mean, same people know. that were paying, you know, $100 for a hammer for the U.S. Army years ago, right? Yeah. Same type thing. Nothing but top dollar government's yep. paying for it. Yep. Well, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. We could get some local sodbusters up in northern Wisconsin. They could build a big live trap, get a couple yeah. of wolves, get some guys boat, motor them out there. Yeah. Boom, let them go. Yeah. Instant go. wolf repopulation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Just pay for gas for the yeah. boat. Yeah. Maybe, Buy the guys, maybe lunch. A couple cases of paps <laughs> for the guys. You know, for the guys, they're unemployed up there. Half those up north guys anyway, or, or seasonal. <laughs> Get them out of the bar and give them something yeah, to do. Let's yeah. get some wolves and yeah, instead yeah. of shooting and killing them, they can trap yeah, a few. Take exactly. them up to Isle Royal. There you go. Take them up there. There yeah. you go. Hey, we got it all figured out. We, we could go to the casino. We saw. We could grab a couple yeah. guys out of the casino. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you. Well, you hey, send, come with me. We then, got a job for you. And then we could stay at the casino. And we could even we could get some shirts money. from the Wildlife <laughs> Federation. We could tell them what we're doing and just get some shirts and hats yeah, and work on their behalf. Yeah. See? Maybe they'll even let us keep the shirts after. And then we file for a government grant. Oh, I can. I'm yeah. a good writer. I could yeah. write. We file a grant. Yeah, we need a government to grant to do this. Wolves. Oh, and charge exorbitant dollars. You know what I would like? <laughs> exorbitant. Exorbitant. Like exorbitant. So, you know what I would like to work on restoring, Tom? What would you like to Seriously, work on restoring? Seriously, I, I thought of this on my bike ride yesterday. You know, on a 30-mile bike ride in 110 degrees, you got a lot of time to think. Your mind wanders. So anyway, I was... That had, welcome you, to my world. You know what I'm seeing <laughs> along the trail that I haven't yeah. seen as much in recent years, and I'm very happy to see more of them lately. What's that? Is the monarch butterfly. Oh, yeah. Their numbers have been down, right. and I guess it's because of the, the lack of milkweed plants. Now, when I was a kid up in Green Bay, I'd go on the railroad tracks... And we'd actually f easily find the monarch caterpillars on eating the milkweed. We'd yep. catch them, put them in a jar, take some leaves, and they'd make a cocoon. And one time, one one we forgot about one as a kid, and in the cocoon, the next thing you know, my mom's screaming in the basement because a big monarch was flying around her yeah. by the washing machine. But yeah, so but monarchs are they're beautiful. Yep. And, uh, and they I travel I'm a long way. To see, and they and they migrate. Yeah, and they go much. down. They go down to Mexico right. to winter in the caves. Yeah. And one time in my life, I found a pack of migrating monarchs, and it was one of the most incredible things I ever saw. There was a little woods near my house in Green Bay that every kid with a pellet rifle, slingshot, or BB gun hit frequently. The world's smartest squirrels lived in that woodlot. I you'd never see them. Because mm -hmm. they got all the local kids were in there trying to shoot those gray squirrels. But I went in there one time, and uh, you could get a chipmunk here and there. So I was in there with my pellet gun trying to pick off a chipmunk here <laughs> and there. And I walked in. It was like in fall. I want to say late August, early September, maybe September. And it was like a, a miracle. There were a million, I don't know if millions, but of monarchs everywhere. They were, they, they were stopping there. They guess they kind of yeah. stop, and then they move on. They were covering the trees like leaves wow. and fluttering around everywhere in the air. It was one of the most beautiful things I ever saw. It was really cool. That would I'm be sure cool. it was a pack of migrating sure. monarch butterflies. Sure. So it was good to see some on the trail yesterday. Yeah. I was I've, very I've happy. I've been seeing several, several, several of them around so my what, house, So what too. I was thinking about is what if, 
what if they do some type of a, a thing where people, I, in fact, I got a, a friend of mine, he, he has made his own prairie in his backyard near Pewaukee. He's got all kinds of different plants and he's doing natural. People like to plant the natural prairie. What if some organization makes it a point to try and get out there and plant more of those milkweed plants? Well, there's your government would, grant for you. I think you. that would be a good restoration project. Yeah. For, and, and maybe even for people to start trying to plant them in their gardens and in their backyards and stuff. Mm-hmm. See, I'm getting more and more eco-friendly, Tom. In my old age, I'm starting now, to get soft. You, you said you wanted to ha- leave the biggest carbon footprint ever. That's what you used to say. <laughs> but with lots of wolves and lots of monarchs. <laughs> okay, big carbon foot footprint with wolves and monarch, monarchs. Well, you know my whole theory for the carbon <laughs> footprint here is this. Well, like Ryan, you got a kid, right? Yeah. Just think how much TP he's going to use in his lifetime, right? Way too much. Way too much, right? <laughs> he already does. You know how many kids I got? Stuff out. Zero. So <laughs> anyway, I figure it's I should get my share, right? Okay. So I'm using as I'm be, because. The average guy who has three kids and a wife is going to put way more of an impact on resources on this world than I ever will. Mm-hmm. So that so you got to catch up. Therefore, I don't recycle anymore. Don't care. Right. I'll throw the aluminum can in whichever containers Uh-oh. I can hit. I do Uh-oh. it too. We're going to be getting emails now. No, nah, I don't go. care. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to hate watch. me because I'm not recycling. They're going to. They're gonna... Oh boy! I'm gonna be dead in 25 go. years. What's Here the diff? <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. hopefully and I got more than 25. gonna be. I suppose Ryan, being as you got a four-year-old, I should try and leave the world a better place for your four-year-old. So maybe I'll start recycling. I don't know. He'll probably be living on a different planet by that point when he hits his 20s. <laughs> You're gonna ship him off to Mars? Yeah. A cleaner planet? Yep. Some yeah, somewhere so, that somewhere. maybe we don't even know. Yeah, there's, there's another well, there's a about movie that. about that. I, well, I just saw it. Uh, well, I rented it. Uh, it's the one. Uh, you could be a scientist. Where the guys in suspended animation and the chick is, and they wake up on their on their you know ninety their, year flight. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I think I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, the name is yeah. it the Awakening or the uh, no, Passengers? No, no. Passengers. That's, That's yeah, the name. Passengers. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the guy's lonely after a yeah, year, and all of a sudden, what's he finds a hot looking chick in a pod and decides to wake her up. I was like, up. I need to get to a different. What a low planet. life. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, what wake this life. one up here. Yeah. 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 She's. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Let's wake her up. Yeah. Anyway, hot. we got to go to break. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was something I was going to say, but. You know, when you, get, when, you, when, when, no, when you get my age, you forget things. <laughs> I got a fascinating <laughs> fact about monarchs I will All give right. you when you come back. All right. Fascinating facts here on the Cutting Edge Outdoors, so you better stay tuned. 799-1250 is the phone number. Welcome back. To the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you got a report. You were going to tell us a fascinating fact? Fascinating fact about monarch butterflies. Uh, I was going to use this as a horn schwaggle. And um, I I may have years ago. The monarch butterfly apparently is poisonous for birds to eat. Oh, really? Yeah. and then I think I heard that. Yeah, I think I talked with you about it. And then there's another butterfly... Uh, Vicaroy, or I, I don't know how you V I C E R O Y, which is a, it's a mimic. Viceroy. That's what I used to say, but then I thought someone said it's Vicaroy. But okay. anyway, it's a, uh, it's a mimic of the monarch. Oh, and if you look carefully, 
um, there's like two little dots on the wings in a different spot than yeah. what the monarch has yeah. it. But it's one of nature's mimics that it survives by looking like a monarch. Okay. Yeah. How about that? A kind of fascinating yeah. fact. Yeah. Hmm. About monarchs. Have you been seeing? I've I've been seeing a few in my backyard. A couple of these. They're they're white butterflies, but they're they're not those little white ones. All white. These are big like a monarch, but they got all different color. They got like grays and blues uh, in them and that. But their their base color is white with a lot of color. Those oh. basic little white ones and oh, yellow those, ones that yeah. you see everywhere, I believe, those yeah. are actually from moths. Yeah, those are actually those are moths. moths. Yeah, those are moths. The little yellow yeah. and the little white ones in the yeah. monarchs. But then you got some of the the beautiful, beautiful uh, bigger ones. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to think. Like I said, these these white what their the names base of color, some of those yeah, are. The base color was white, and then it was outlined by like a gray, and then it had some red and blues in it. You know. They were really pretty. I used you to know, have a they book. They were really cool. I used to have a yeah, book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and there's, some of them are actual butterflies, and some are moths, too. Yeah, some right, of the big, yeah. beautiful ones right, are still right. still moths. I'm trying to think of some of the names, and I can't. But as a kid, I used to, you know, like have the butterfly. You know how you'd kill the butterflies, Tom? I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's not putting a pin through their head <laughs> when you put them into the little case. It's hard to hit that tiny little head when it's moving. <laughs> Um, you actually would, uh, you'd get fingernail polish remover uh-huh. and put it in like a jar and you put the butterfly in there and put the lid on. Oh, and the fumes would do and it? And you'd gas yeah. them. Yeah. It was your oh. own little gas chamber for the, uh, and, butterflies. You know, and, and if you wanted to have an extra fun, you'd open a lid and take a whiff yourself oh, and then geez. close it up. But not you know, too long. Spe- it just get you buzzed yeah. enough. Speaking of butterflies, I, uh. This past week, also, my my neighbor has got some flowers growing that they're long and narrow, and this is the first time in probably five, six, seven, eight years. I don't know how long that we actually saw. Uh, um, oh, what's that little bird that flies real fast? It's hummingbird. Uh, thank you. I've I've had like lost it. Yeah, I just lost. Anyway, the first time in years that we Elusive, saw a hummingbird, highly rare. Yeah, hummingbird. that we saw a hummingbird, and it was going in and getting the nectar from these little flowers in it. Oh, I've but seen you them don't, do it. You don't see many hum. I mean, I don't see many hummingbirds around our house. You know, I they mean, they they are cool. I've seen. Oh them yeah, around. they are. And, neat. and I do want to go on record telling all the children out there: do not sniff the fumes from yeah. fingernail. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't As a matter of fact, never try putting model planes together yeah. with that glue either, yeah. especially in a unventilated area yeah. like the basement. Yeah, yeah I never went. I'd, I'd be putting a plane together, and I'd, next thing you know, I'd have the wing on top of the plane. <laughs> then I'd stand up, up get a upstairs, <laughs> and Mom, how are you doing? I was so high. I, I ended up just throwing the whole works away. Oh, jeez. Okay, who you got, Brian? Oh, uh, Rich in Milwaukee wanted to make a comment. Yeah. Hey, Hi, good up, morning, Rich? Rich. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, your callers, if they're interested in attracting butterflies, monarchs, swallowtails, you name it, buy, the, buy yourself some uh, butterfly bushes. Well, there, there are several. There are several uh, several kind of varieties. Um, they're they're they got a, a unique fragrance to them that really attracts them. And really, I, I've been having them in my yard for about four or five years now, and you wouldn't believe the amount of butterflies you get. They how, work, huh? How, Tell how, them how to do that. How big they are work. the how big are the bushes? The, the bushes will go for about four feet. Okay. Now, I will say this: they're they're they don't hold well well in our climate. Yeah. Um, plant them deep, put a lot of cover on them. I, if I had, for example, uh, if I planted six last year, I only had one that came back. 
Okay, um, so so would a place like Steins carry that stuff? I or do, I do get them from Steins. You do, okay. And are they... like I said, there's very there's a there's a few varieties. There's one particular one I love more than others. I right now can't think of the name of it, but um, research it. But I'll tell you what, absolutely would love it. Hey, that's on, and swallowtails. That's I was thinking that was the name, but I was thinking no, that's a bird. But the swallowtails are the beautiful looking ones, right? You got you got yellow swallowtails, you got black swallowtails, you got zebra swallowtails. There's all sorts of swallowtails. I don't see there's zebra swallowtails too much around here. When but, I uh, when I was talking about that white one with the coloring on it and all that, is is the size of a monarch? Are you familiar with that one? Uh no. No. Because I like I said I I saw this one and I was like wow that's a weird one I never seen that before you know. You know, Maybe it all, it, it's an undocumented came over the border, Tom. <laughs> it's, it's not a native you know, you, one. You guys made also a comment about about hummingbirds. You know, a lot yeah. of these uh, type of of uh, uh, flowers do attract hummingbirds. I'm just I just live north of the State Fair Park, which is an area actually still Milwaukee. Yeah, I cannot get hummingbirds for the life of me until the fall migration. Really? Oh, okay. I, and, and and I think it's to do with the amount of the amount of wooded areas that are. In the particular area, that's what I believe. Okay. I don't have a lot of that. I mean, we got your average trees and your yeah. average lawn ornaments and that, but it's it's it's. I cannot get them where the darn. We used to have some in Green Bay in my parents' backyard. It seems that sun, do they hang around sunflower like plants? No, no. no. Okay, they got to have the flowers so. that are like long and narrow because okay. that's what they're made for. Yeah, I remember as a kid that. there was. Some in my parents' backyard. They had some kind of flowers back there. I don't know what kind they were. Yeah. So if well, you they, go, if you go to yeah. buy, if you go to the the garden place, do they actually call those butterfly plants? Yeah. Okay. You know, oh, there's a, there's like the technical name for them. I'm not sure what that is either. But I, if I think the variety, it might be a. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be a Martha Washington type. I, I, also, I'm thinking I get that in asparagus mixed up. But the people, <laughs> but the people. The people should know if yeah. you go yeah, there and ask they'll, them. They'll know. And, they'll and know. you plant yeah. them in the spring, basically. And, and I'll tell you what, the other thing, too, is, and, and all the gardeners know, is when you buy a plant, they'll have a tag on there. They usually have a butterfly on there that doesn't attract butterflies. Oh, okay, okay. So that right. uh, would be a help as well. Well, Rich, thanks very much thanks for, for that the information. Appreciate Looking it. we talking to you guys again. All, all right, right, thanks thank for you. listening. Bye now. Well, that's nice. Yeah, you Man, never know. You know, our 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 audience is not only intelligent, but they're good looking. You know, we've we've got smart people listening to this show. They oh, know a yeah, lot of different yeah. things. Well, you know, <laughs> unlike us. Well, you know, it's a hunting and fishing show, but as hunting is a someone who hunts and fishes, and, my, and I know people out there will agree, it's not just about the hunting and fishing. Right. Just being out in nature is great. If you're on the water, if you can't stop and appreciate a butterfly or some type of animal or mm-hmm. a deer or whatever, then you're out there hunting and fishing for it's too much serious for you. You got to enjoy the ride out there. Yeah, and there's a lot more things in Wisconsin to do than just hunting and fishing. Now granted, we like to hunt and fish and all that stuff, but we enjoy other well, things in Wisconsin. When you there's get a, a deer or catch a fish, just being out there and observing these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of my favorite moments of when I used to deer hunt was sitting there just watching all the different stuff going on, all the animals running around, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And taking a nap once in a while. <laughs> I could never do that. I did oh, almost yeah. fall asleep years back when I, right before I shot a black bear. Yeah. And I didn't have my harness on. I lied to oh, my dad. I said, oh, yeah, dad, I got the <laughs> harness on. And I was up in these branches 
and I was just kind of sitting on a tree branch up there. I oh, kind of geez. balanced myself, but there were, but it was a thick evergreen, right? So mm. my thought was this: that if I did fall asleep and fall, there were enough branches that would, you know, break my fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'd never really make it to the bottom. About I'd that, maybe yeah. make it about. Quarter of the way yeah, down with a quarter yeah. cracked rib, and but yeah. I'd live to tell the that's tale. What, that's what guys in parachutes landing in forests thought too, but it didn't always work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of branches in those trees to break my fall. <laughs> oh, not quite. I can uh, think of a few places oh, I don't want boy. one of those branches. Yeah, going exactly. Up. God, I had a good time this morning. Ryan, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Thanks exactly. for having All me. Right. Glad to have you aboard forward. the train there. Yeah, we're looking, looking forward, forward to next Saturday. Next yeah. Saturday. Yep. Okay. Uh, we promise you we'll have uh, other stuff that we don't know yet what that's going to be on the show. <laughs> and then did Tom did Tom tell you that we play John's thing? Yeah. Now? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 I typed them up a list. Your list? Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, well, <laughs> I've got plenty more, but uh, yeah, I don't have time for it. See you. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Happy Fourth of July. Talk to you all next week, my friends. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.